Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever the hell in the world you are. It's the one and only V, the Grand Economist, coming to you live in this edition of Rogue News in the Morning with my main man, El Cuco himself, working the airways, making sure the broadcast coming out crisp and clean. You know what I mean? Check us out, roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News. Rogue News on every single podcasting app known to humanity, where everywhere you want us to be, plus a bag of chips. And with that being said, El Cuco, what's going on, brother? Hey, how's it going, V? How you, I'm doing doing great, man. You doing all right? I'm uh, I'm doing fine. I'm eating this protein bar. It's quite delicious, CJ. It's, uh, it's not a soy. It's not a soy soy. Uh, how based. did you know? <laughs> how did you know? Was it because my voice was uh, kind of high before we went live? And then I really talk like this when we're not online, Siege. <laughs> is it because I'm trying to get you to watch the the movie called The Notebook? Is that what it is, Siege? The Notebook. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I'm just sitting back, man. I'm watching the world burn. Uh, Trump and 40 of his cohorts got hit by subpoenas. I got a buddy of mine down in Florida. I was just talking to him. He was telling me that, yeah, like literally they came down. They picked up Trump, uh, threw him on an airplane with his golf. He was, he was golfing. So they, he had his golf clothes on and they took him out to this meeting. So I don't know what the hell that's all about. Um, market news is markets in the shitter. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, what, what's the Dow right now? Probably 32,000 something, but the metrics are just really bad. Yeah, Dow, Dow's down almost 900 points, 829, 830 points right now. It's at 31,551. It's, you know, it's, it is it is what it is. It's buckling. You got the Democrats out there. I mean, the blue-haired twinks, these these left-wing liberals who, who they want the smoke siege, right? Oh, Absolutely. They want Absolutely. the civil war. That's all they've been talking about. Like, you know, who's been talking civil war? Which side siege has been talking civil war for the last two years? Since you know, since this whole branch Covidian nonsense blew the up. The Democrats, have, so yeah, not Democrats. only talking it but living it as well, right? I mean, yeah, they're, they're, civil war. This is the freaking weirdest thing. Can you imagine the nerds and the twinks and the blue-haired weirdos? They're threatening civil war against the jocks. Against the, the 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 popular kids, it's like the weirdest thing in the world. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? I'm in an upside down world siege. Oh, it, it, it is, and and then, and then they get on the media and they say, hey, listen, the, every everything's going 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 as planned, right? Mm-hmm. The 
economy's going in the right direction, inflation's going in the right direction, uh, Ukraine's winning the war, everything's looking good. And and by the way, Joe Biden is a rock star. He's he's best president we've ever had in our lives. <laughs> he is the greatest president. Uh, I think he's the greatest world leader uh, since Pope uh, Pius the whatever who you know the whatever the name of the Pope was who was around for the reign of the harlots. Um, for those that don't know, that was when uh, the, uh, a prostitute and her mother moved into the Vatican and started calling the shots in the um, in the, uh, the 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 Catholic Empire, so to speak. It's, it was incredible, but um, you know it's uh, it, it's it's unbelievable. That's this is where we are as a country. And I'm looking at a lot of the data metrics, the market metrics, all these. And then there's a lot of great data points here. There's a lot of, you know, uh, green shoots, so to speak. There's a lot of light at the end of the tunnel. But that could all go sideways, Siege. That could all go sideways based upon what could happen with the midterms, man. What's your – what are you feeling about the midterms, man? I'm, I'm – I, I – because I was – you know, I was having breakfast this morning. Not breakfast. I was having a cup of coffee. You know, shout out to Deathwish Coffee. We need to get Deathwish as a sponsor. Deathwish Coffee. Forget your black rifle and your and your woke rifle coffee companies and all this other nonsense. You want real manly coffee? You want something that's gonna put hair on your peaches? Deathwish coffee. It's double the caffeine, it's full organic, it's roasted in New York. It's amazing. York? So I was having my my death wish in the morning, Siege. Okay. And um, I was thinking to myself, you know, the Democrats, why are they all, I mean, yeah, Camel Toe Harris, right? Camel Toe was out there, you know, and Chuck Todd, the the idiot from MSLSD, was basically talking to Camel Toe and saying, hey, you know, Camel Ho, um, do you think that the Democrats or the Republicans are terrorist group and, 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 and whatnot? And she was like literally saying, you know, we must protect our country from all threats, foreign and domestic, you know. It's remarkable to see this, bro. I've never seen anything like this, you know. Yeah, I mean, they, they have they have to do something right in terms of trying to figure out. And I'm not sure I, I read I haven't read the entire thing, but of course, right ahead of the the midterms. Be and people ask the question, well, why don't you keep your streams, the full streams up on, on YouTube? Is because they're they're gearing up, they're getting ready once again. And Smack it all down. I just yeah, they are. And I and I read through the updated terms and conditions uh on, on YouTube, and they are already putting plans in place. Like you read through and it says basically anything that they believe that is counter to accurate election news or or candidate news, that they're gonna consider that. Uh, bad content and they're going they're going to to flag it so the so the tech giants are already behind the scenes starting to map this out they're already starting to censor they're already starting to shut down it's going to be it's going to be a vicious cycle uh this coming election because they don't they don't have some of the means that they've had in the past to either one of the two things either to suppress uh voter turnout or to uh, amplify it where they they need to be uh, but there's no doubt when you look across the country and and more and more, be just in casual conversations, just you know, meeting people on the street that everyone's having the same conversations about, like, how can this be that that the overwhelming support for the craziness of what's happening, not only in the violence and in, in all these Democrat-led cities, but also just the economic conditions? V, it's it's gosh awful. And you look at one 
denominator that they have in common, and that's, again, their Democratic-led cities, V. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. For those of us, for those of you that are listening to us on YouTube, this is the part of the show where we say goodbye. Follow us over at Twitch, roguenews.com, DLive. So Siege, switch is over. All right, go for it. I'm going to play a clip. Because this morning I was sitting there having a banana and my death wish. Dark roast, of course. And I was thinking to myself, if you're the Democrats, and you know, one thing that we know about liberals, folks, is that the end justifies the means, right? Meanwhile, our side is like, keep it classy. Let's follow the rule of law. We have to be civil. We have to be like gentlemen. Keep it classy. Right, Siege? We do, V. Yes, absolutely. Because we want to win the war with talking points. Yes. You know, we want to have another debate. We want to have a committee for the committee, man. We've got to form a committee to decide a committee. We've got to keep it classy. We've got to keep it classy. You know? Vela's is right. I'm eating. It's a dangerous combination this Delicious pr- peanut butter and jelly flavored protein bar seeds. It's from MRE. Uh, nice. I, yeah, it's called uh, the company's called Redcon. It's pretty badass. You want to know the protein sources? And I'm not getting paid by Redcon to say this. <laughs> Check this out. Ingredients: beef protein isolate, pea protein isolate, brown rice, chicken protein, algae albumin, and salmon. The carbohydrate blend is dehydrated yams, sweet potatoes, peas. Coconut water powder, dehydrated blueberries, goji berries, uh, MCT, and um, palm and kernel oils, right? Not bad, dude. Come on. Dang. That's, that's, that's a solid, you know, I think like 260 calories a bar, like, I don't know, 20, 30 grams of protein. It's freaking awesome. But anyway, here's the thing. I'm going to play a clip, and I, and I think Jesse Waters does a great job, a better job than I could do, in kind of putting this whole montage together. I've never seen rhetoric like this. And this is what, and after he does his little clip, I'm going to explain to you what I was thinking drinking my dark roast death wish coffee this morning while thinking and musing about this. It's remarkable. Let me just bring this up. Yep. Bear with me here because I don't move at the speed of El Cuco. Here we go. Watch this. And security's coming for you. This is how the Democrats explain it. And this is hot on the heels of 9-11. So on 9-11, we're not talking about, you know, Mohammed al-Kaboom. You know, we're not talking about Tariq al-Shwarma and uh, Bibi Baba Ganoush. We're not talking about any of that. You know, we're not talking about Tariq Tabuli, any of that. You know what they were talking about on 9-11? Every single liberal mainstream media outlet was talking about, guess who, Siege? MAGA. Republicans <laughs> and MAGA Americans. The stunning thing to me is here we are 20 years later and the attack on the symbol of our democracy was not coming from terrorists, but it came from literally insurgents attacking the Capitol on January 6th. Jesus Christ. Insurgents. They use the I word. Insurgents. A, th- a threat to our democracy. I hate every time they use the word democracy. It, 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 it irks me. It's a euphemism that communists use. 
We're not a democracy. We're a representative constitutional republic. That's what we are. We're not a democracy, and thank God we're not a democracy. It's a democracy. It's the same thing. It's all, you know, semantics. No, it's not, you idiot. It's not semantics. How important it is uh, to try to... Look, they bring this dingbat out. They slap some paint on this decaying woman. I guess the adrenal colon supply is very right, short. Yeah, Maybe start flowing again. I'm not fresh sure. Fresh blood. <laughs> huh? Fresh blood. <laughs> fresh blood. They probably, you know, they, 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 they squeezed an infant for her in, in, in a wine glass, and they gave it to her. She drank it. They, you know, gave her a little blow dry on her hair. And here she is, right? The one and only. Multiple-time loser deal with extremism of any kind, uh, especially when it uses violence to try to... See, what side has been using violence? Oh, gosh, V. You know, you, you name it, like what? BLM, mm-hmm. uh, Antifa, mm-hmm. all across, right? Like, in, they even took over an entire city and created their own little city for a minute. Yeah. It was a summer of love. The summer of love that left two point. Five billion dollars in damages, sixty thousand injured police officers, and forty-two people that we know of dead. Dead. Summer of love. And don't forget, your silence is violence. Yeah, your silence is violence, and it was a mostly <laughs> peaceful protest siege achieve political and ideological uh, goals. When 9-11 occurred in those in those years, we were very focused on the foreign terrorists. Now um, we are seeing an emerging threat, of course, over the last several years of the domestic violent extremists, an ideology of hate, anti-government sentiment, false narratives propagated on online platforms, even personal grievances. That was the... Incredible. Absolutely incredible, right? And then you have, let me forward a little more. Jesse did a great job with this segment. The box cutter. Watch this. I will not wait on events while dangers gather. I will not stand by as peril draws closer and closer. I will not stand by and watch. I will not stand by and watch elections in this country stolen by people who simply refuse to accept that they lost. They embrace. I don't know how much, dude, do you think he took a giant suppository of Adderall shoved up his rear end in order for him to do that speech that night? Oh, they had him. Yeah, yeah. Jack completely. Yeah. He was jacked out of his mind. And his speech, this is how you know that the deep state has completely ran out of talent and it's not the pros running the, you know, the, they're not calling the shots anymore. You got morons like Joe Biden and, and morons who are writing speeches. For this, that are basically a uh, uh, you know copy and paste of old. We gotta smoke them out. We gotta bring them justice. Uh, there's yes. a saying in Texas, or a Tennessee. Uh, you can't, uh, uh, you don't uh, fool me twice. Same on you. Uh, uh, difference between a tribal entity and sovereignty is a tribal entity is a sovereignty. That's what it is. And if you're not with us, you're with the terrorists. If you're not with us, you're with the terrorists. Now watch this drive. Embrace tyranny and death as a cause and a creed. We stand for a different choice. MAGA Republicans have made their choice. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. 
They live not in the light of truth, but in the shadow of lies. This is Biden's war on terror. Is that amazing? Why are they doing this, right? And I want to get down to this. And there's a, there's, a, there's a very key component here, right? Not Obama, the whole Muslim thing. Okay, here we go. This is this is clutch. Terrorists, they're worse than terrorists. Al-Qaeda, Osama bin Laden, the Taliban, the people who wanted to do harm to our nation and to our way of life and our democracy, they got nothing on what this Republican Party is doing. I'm, I'm working hard to never say Republican Party again, because they're not a party, right? They're Sinn Féin to the IRA, they're, they're the PLO to Hamas. They're a dime store front for a terrorist movement. They are a destructive force in American politics. They are basically... Look at this Asian twink with a face that looks like puberty hasn't even touched him. And then this, this twink as well. He just had a fresh wax. He probably did have a fresh wax or, you know, <laughs> a, you know, probably multiple generations of eating soy for all I know. And they're talking to this bimbo over here. And they're all nodding their heads. Between the three of them, there's enough IQ power here to warm toast. Right? Enough IQ power to warm toast. And they're talking about, you know, it's, now they've eliminated the party for CJ for the last several decades who's been saying, let's keep it classy. Let's keep it classy. Now, the classy party is being called a terrorist organization, a dime store front for a terrorist movement. How do you like them apples? A domestic terrorist cell operating within America. They're we are a domestic terror cell operating within America, says some dumb fool over here. Some dumb fool and some dumb guy. These two individuals have said that we're a terrorist cell operating here in America. And this woman, whose weave is probably on too tight, is nodding her head. Our goal is to end democracy. Democrats went from saying... Our goal is to end democracy. Did you know that, Siege? Yes. And democracy. Now watch this. This is, this is, this is absolutely just clutch. And I think he did a, a great job. Oh, here we go. Look, this is. And I was thinking these thoughts before I even saw this. So this is why I had to bring this up because I was thinking these thoughts, and I saw Jesse Waters on it, and I'm like making my coffee, drinking my dark rose. Shout out to Death Wish Coffee. I hit the play button. I was like, yeah, well, holy cow. This is talk about synchronicity. Talk about serendipitous. Because more Democrats believe that the 2016 election was stolen than Republicans believe 2020 was stolen. Yes, it's Democratic when Democrats make up a giant Russian collusion hoax and still cry rigged to this day. Might as well put these people on a watch list. Many other Americans believe that we have a president who, if in fact it is proven, uh, has been assisted by the Russians and may in fact not be a legitimate president. No, 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 What? Do you remember that, Siege? I do. Excuse for what? Two one years? One for three? For No. For four, three, four years. For four, four years. years, they screamed Russian collusion. Russian, Russian collusion. Was, yeah. His name is Donat Trumpovitz, right? <laughs> <laughs> Donat Trumpovich, that's his name, Donat. They were saying that Donat Trumpovich is a Russian agent. Why? Because some, some pervert named Michael Steele who writes fictional novels, because that's what you, you want to be a, 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 a real analyst in some Western intelligence agency, 
write fanciful stories. And the CIA, the MI5, they'll, they'll you know, the MI6, excuse me, they'll, they'll pick you up. And you can go work for them. You can work for Five Eyes. Yeah. You come up with all sorts of crazy stories, like Donald Trump and, and Russian hookers and peeing on bed. The guy's a germaphobe. You can come up with all kinds of crazy... Vladimir Putin, he's dying. Every day he's dying, CJ. He's been down for 50 years, Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Why? Because dummies... Right? In 2016, oh, it was definitely a stolen election. But 2020 comes along. It was the most secure election in American history, CJ. Did you know that? It's it was so secure. And my biggest fear is that he's going to do it again with the help of Vlad, his best pal. He's going to do it again with his help of Vlad, his best pal, CJ. Vlad, his best pal. Do you be my vice president? Do you be my vice president, CJ? Folks, look at these people, these Freaking brain dead morons who believe in this. And you, you want to know something? When our side was enamored by QAnon, the funniest thing is CJ, their side was enamored by Blue Anon. Mm. Any moment, Donald Trump is going to go to the White House. You know, all the Blue Anon people are out there saying that the reason why Trump's in DC on a private jet still wearing his golf course, he's about to get arrested. The indictments, the sealed indictments are going to be unsealed, and Donald Trump and all of his global ilk who's working for the globalists against our democratic ideals, they're all going to get arrested. They're all going to get swatted. They're going to go to Gitmo, the Blue Anonians. The Blue Anonians are saying this. The same rhetoric that the Q-tards were saying, but just inverted. This is amazing how we get played on both ends. I absolutely agree. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. See, that's, that's cute for you to sing your song. Once, twice, three times a loser. Go ahead, CJ. Once, you're twice, three times a loser. There it is. <laughs> and I you hate can run the best you. Campaign. <laughs> <laughs> you can run the best campaign, Siege. Right? You can run the best campaign, but you know what? If, if Russia's rigging the elections, it's over. There was no... Now it's MAGA Republicans. It's MAGA. It's anybody who has a differing opinion than what mainstream media says. The language in my entire 43 years of existence on this planet, I have never, ever, ever, ever seen or heard rhetoric and actions like this in my entire existence, Siege. Have you? Not not to this extent, no. And it's just... I mean, I mean, it's getting to the point now that they they continue this rhetoric. They are push they are pushing us towards that that potential for escalation for 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 civil war. You know, attempting to basically deem and label. And let's remember that the Hillary made the same comments. Remember that when she oh, what yeah. was the, she labeled the deplorables, right? Isn't that wasn't yep. that the, the her word of choice? The deplorables, deplorables. And, and here you have irredeemable deplorables, a basket of deplorables. And so, so now you ha- you have this equation where they're saying that basically the entire Republican, anyone that votes Republican is 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 a domestic terrorist. This is how they're labeling, and they're trying to differentiate between Republican and, and MAGA and and vice versa. They keep throwing everything around, but nearly everything that they put out, they the they're they're guilty of. They do it themselves, and they completely ignore the facts. And you pointed out not only the uh, the uh, Russian collusion that the 
election was rigged, that Hillary won the election, to the to the to the violence, you know, the threat of violence. Uh, the last I recall, I think it was pretty nonviolent takeover of the Capitol, if you even want to call it that, because we know that there was definitely some insiders that were aiding and helping to facilitate uh, those actions to take place. I mean, it's just it, anything and everything that they put out is is complete opposite. Not only not only with the the Democratic Party in the but they also have the the media, the tech giants are all walking in lockstep together, and that's what makes it so difficult to counter this. And it's time and time again they get on this this narrative and they they hammer it away. And then they have, what do they have the on the back end of it? They have the algorithm affecting it to put this in front of us constantly. And again, it's a major psyop on the American people. Uh, you know, similar to to nine eleven. Uh, that's happening again, V. It's just time and time again. And, and they get away with it constantly. It's just complete insanity. Yeah, absolutely. It's total insanity. And this is why it had me thinking, right? Like, you know, the New York no-bail laws, the activists, district attorneys in every large blue city out there in the United States – and it got me thinking about that. It got me thinking about the fact that recent, you know, state bill that passed the Safe T Act. And it's hilarious. Like whatever they name their act, the the bill does the exact opposite. It, they call it the Safety Act. Act. It makes you less safe. They call it the Patriot Act because it goes after patriots. What, the Inflation Reduction Act. Reduction Act. It increases inflation. And in Illinois, they passed the law. And Gus talked about it last week. It was so brilliantly said. You can rob a house that, you know, you, you can get your house robbed. You can, you know, attempted murder, kidnapping. They won't prosecute. The cops won't even show up. Are they gearing up all this lawlessness for the midterms? What the hell are they planning? Like, I can I can see these things being moved on a chessboard. I can see these pieces or the, the formation of forces, so to speak, on the battlefield. You just don't move and make laws like this unless you're planning something, man. I mean, what, what's your take, Siege? What do you think? I think what they're attempting to do is to make everything so toxic that's that's connected to, to Trump and to really any any follower supporters that he has in regards to people helping him, everything ranging from his political campaign to to legal uh, to advisors, they're making it so detrimental and so painful to them that what's going to happen is you're going to have people start to they're going to try, attempt to alienate Trump. They're basically attempting to weaken him as a candidate by subduing and taking taking any type of support mechanisms to facilitate that. And I'm not saying that as a Trump supporter, I'm, I'm, I'm completely not. I'm saying that that's what's happening here. And they're doing it through the Department of Justice. V, I'm not sure if you caught this little uh, three or four minute segment of yeah, Tucker ahead, Carlson bro. talking about how they he basically uncovered. What the DOJ is doing. So here it is. So listen to this. This is Man, this is what they're doing right now in real time. Jesus. Yesterday marked the 21st anniversary of 9/11. That was, as you know, the single deadliest terror attack in all recorded history. If you're over 30, you did not need to be reminded. You remember it vividly. 9/11 changed America completely and changed it forever. Nothing has been the same here since, especially the relationship between Americans and their government. A decade ago, the New York Times admitted this. The Times marked the anniversary of 9-11 by publishing a piece on the rise of domestic surveillance abuses, which exploded after the 9-11 attacks. The Patriot Act, according to the New York Times, quote, 
quickly became a sort of shorthand for government abuse and overreaching, which, quote, inflicted collateral damage on political dissent, religious liberty, and the freedom of association, end quote. That is still true, in fact, truer than it's ever been, and it is still a tragedy. What's fascinating is that the New York Times has stopped acknowledging it. In fact, remarkably, there was not a single mention of the 9-11 anniversary on the front page of yesterday's paper, the paper that purports to represent New York, the epicenter of the... Okay, I queued up the wrong one. My apologies. Here we go. ...is both unlawful and without precedent in American history. The subpoena claims to be investigating, quote, any claim that the vice president and or president of the Senate had the authority to reject or choose not to count presidential electors. Now, keep in mind that any claim you make as an American citizen about electors, any claim you make about American politics, period, is protected explicitly under the First Amendment. That's our core freedom. It's why we live here. It's why we're proud to be Americans. It's why so many American servicemen died protecting our country. Those are the freedoms that they fought to preserve. That's why nobody prosecuted leading Democrats in 2016 when they sought to reject electors for Donald Trump. Right. It's why none of those people, including Kamala Harris, is now in jail. But right now, according to the subpoena that we have obtained, Merrick Garland's DOJ is demanding all communication from the following people on this topic. And let's be clear before we read their names that it is not clear what the investigation is actually about. And that's the most terrifying part. What is this? On what grounds are you demanding my private communications with people? They never say. But included in this precedent-breaking sweep of political opponents of the Biden White House would be former White House advisor Bernie Carrick, who is the former police commissioner of New York City, Boris Epstein, who is the current attorney for Donald Trump. At no time in American history has it been okay to grab the personal communications of someone's lawyer because those are privileged. Not anymore. Matt Morgan, Justin Clark, Kenneth Chesborough, Mike Roman, RNC official Joshua Finley, Trump attorneys John Eastman, Jenna Ellis, Joe DeGeneva, James Troupas, Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, Victoria Tenzing, Cleta Mitchell, Bruce Marks. We could go on and on and on and on. The DOJ is now going after former White House official Stephen Miller, frequent guest on this show with a subpoena. Why? Well, it could be because Stephen Miller went on this network and said, quote, if we win these cases in the courts, then we can direct the alternate state of electors are certified. In other words, he didn't call for an elect insurrection, much less violence or a coup. He called for alternate electors to be seated if the court ordered them to be seated. In other words, he was following the constitutionally prescribed process post-election. He was doing what he's supposed to do. He was following the rules. But under Joe Biden, that apparently is now a crime. And by the way, every one of these people has to hire lawyers to defend him or herself. And a lot of them at this point, after two years of harassment by Joe Biden, can't afford it. In addition, we should say we've obtained the subpoena. Uh, this subpoena goes on to demand the communications from dozens of other Republicans and people who have spoken to them, including State Representative Jake Hoffman in Arizona, Republican National Committee member Kathleen Burden in Michigan, former U.S. Representative Lou Barletta in the state of Pennsylvania, and Republican State Party Secretary. Okay, we can we can stop it there. Um, but you know, unprecedented. Yeah. Well, and and it's probably my uh, speculation in regards to. I'm not sure who Trump met with uh, when he when he was on the uh, golf course, but obviously they feel that that uh, some 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 certain level of communication 
uh, cannot be done uh, digitally or via Correct. cell networks. Um, you know, it's one of those, I guess, mafia type, uh, not saying that Don's mafia or anything like that, but I'm saying that whenever you're being surveilled, that's the last thing you want to do is jump on a phone or email or whatever that sometimes you have to meet in person. Uh, so again, that's my speculation in regards to why that the meeting took place. Um, but you can see where they're basically attempting through the DOJ to eliminate the entire Trump infrastructure uh, to dismantle any type of, of election campaign heading into 2024. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This is unprecedented. This is unheard of. This has never been done. This is why the entire Western world is, 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 an, is literally just self-emulating. See, I don't know if you've seen the, the latest pictures that are out from, let's say, Italy and stuff. Have you seen what's going on in Italy and in Europe? This is like unbelievable, man. Well, just the energy prices and the, the inflation is no. Go ahead. I don't. I don't have them brought up. But if you want to share yeah, that, yeah, on. yeah, I'll, I'll put. I'll put this up. This is like important. It's a. It's a quick clip too. Um, give me a second. Then we're gonna get into the Russian retreat. Yay! Ukraine has won. <laughs> Look what they did. <laughs> Vladimir Zelensky or Alinsky. Victory is right around the corner for Zelensky. Certain victory right around the corner. <laughs> Remember what I said, and thank God that I have the incomparable Andre Martin off here, and I got to get Andre back on. Uh, he broke it down so perfectly, and I'm going to also touch base on a few other things. Remember what I said: Russians are absolute masters of land warfare, absolute masters. They own continental warfare. They know it better than anybody else. They're more experienced than anybody else. And what has happened, if you understand when Putin put together what is known as the special military operation and how that was, is very key. Because what is now going to happen, the SMO is going to be something else. Okay? And now the gloves are off. Okay? But first, I want to show... The greatness, the greatness, CJ, the greatness of, of, of modern Western life. Are you ready for this siege? I'm ready. I'm ready. Here we go. This is, this is 2022 in Italy. Italy could be the first country in Europe collapse because of energy crisis. We saw that? The guy. Oh, what? He's Look burning he's stuff on his stove. Wood. Wood. Oh, twigs man. and stone. He's taking twigs. And branches, and he's putting it on a stove. Energy crisis. This is the funerals of Italian companies in Rome. Right now, many companies have already closed. No, I, I like candlelight dinners as much as the next man, but this is ridiculous, bro. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's many a closing. These are all coffins with like Italian companies. That within the last month or, or, or two or two or three in the last several months have already gone out of business because they cannot afford to keep the lights on. Literally. Mm. We'll mm. be closing soon due to the exponential increase in gas and energy prices. So in the next few months, millions Does this look like a war zone? A bomb went off, a natural disaster? No, it's it's Western policy, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Policy. Yeah. And, 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 Italian yeah, people gosh. will be left without bread. 
with 500% increase in energy costs, oh, yeah. Italian people have... I mean, see, nothing says safety to me than have an alcoholic beverage near an open flame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or, or starting your fire, your 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 gas on your stove with like uh, gasoline or something. And, and wood chips. Accelerant. And wood chips. Why not? <laughs> to use candles <laughs> instead of electricity. <laughs> they have to use wood instead of gas. Energy crisis will cause everything crisis because energy. They're keeping themselves warm by gathering around a tomato sauce tin and burning their electric bills to keep warm. That's what they're going to be doing this winter in Italia. She powers every other industry. So after Wayne Rack, you, you have a Ducati, you lucky bastard. I love Ducatis. Oh, my God. Italy, these countries could follow Czech Republic. Last week, hundreds of thousands of people took the streets of Prague to protest against energy I think you think they might be getting tired of fighting Vlad, uh, uh, you know, fighting Vladov Putler. Do you think they're getting tired of sacrificing? I think they're getting there. I think they're getting there. Prices and give deadline for the government to resign by September 25th. Thousands of Austrian people are also protesting in Vienna against energy prices and the Russia sanctions. Germany, as winter is coming, Germany faces an energy crisis. So millions of German people have been protesting for months all over the country, urging the government to prioritize energy needs over support for Ukraine. This happens in many, many German cities, but the European media... You saw that guy with the electric uh, wheelchair. He realizes that he's going to be shit out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> the power gets cut off, man. Uh, I, I think it was uh, on the live chat. Was it uh, Revolutionary Bliss who said uh, the people talking about the uh, the digital economy uh, and they're living in like areas with blackouts? How does the digital economy feel like? Well, it sounds pretty quiet. That's pretty funny, Revolutionary Bliss. That is that is pretty funny. <laughs> Not Look, Siege, these are all people that are going to be leading the forefront into the future of the digital economy. They have no power, but they're in the forefront of advancements and technology. They can't even run. They can't even keep their houses warm, but they're preparing for the future siege of the 21st high-tech economies that they're going to be, uh, to be living in. Ooh, 1098 double R, man. I love the 1098 double R. Wayne Rack representing with the Ducati 1098 double R, baby. The successor to the 996, 998. In Croatia and Moldova, man-made energy crisis is unacceptable. And thousands of people are protesting outside government headquarters, not just Europe, but in Southeast Asia. Thousands of Indonesian people have been protesting for a week now against the energy crisis. Unbelievable. It's insane. But they have to do their part to fight Vladov Putler siege. Vladov Putler. And Andre Martinov, if you get a chance, go to Andre Martinov's YouTube and uh, listen to his latest thing he's done. Andre breaks it down. The U.S., which has mediocre generals, mediocre commanders, and whatnot, they have their entire war strategy is just a different flavor of the German Blitzkrieg. And so what you've seen in the Ukraine with this move is a Blitzkrieg. 
Whether you know, you, the, the U.S. calls it shock and awe, they'll call it whatever they want, you know? Shock and awe, uh, this, that, and the other. And CJ, I know you got to jump off, brother. So thank you yep. for being on. CJ's got an appointment to run to. He's got a hard stop. CJ will be back. All uh, right. You going to be back with Eric? Eric? Yep, 2 p.m. Okay. All right. 2 p.m. with over. Matthew Eric. CJ will be back. CJ, thank you, buddy. Absolutely. Cheers. Now, the funny thing with uh, with you have to understand, the the people that taught America land warfare, and you get away from all the Hollywood bullshit of the, watching the, the, the Patton movie with George C. Scott and how he's going to fight Rommel. Rommel, you bastard, you beautiful bastard. I beat you because I read your book, you beautiful bastard. Right? You, when you get away from all that nonsense, you understand the hard reality is is that the 8 out of 10 Germans died in the hands of the Russians. That's who won the war. Well, V, we got, you know, we dropped uh, uh, nuclear bombs on, on, uh, on Japan. We could have done that in the Eastern European theater. No, you wouldn't have. You, the planes would have been blown out of the air. In order to drop a bomb back... In World War II, especially something like the size of a nuclear bomb, you have to be at a specific altitude and whatnot makes your plane a sitting duck. In other words, you have to have total air superiority before you could drop your nuclear bomb. So let's just say World War II extended and the United States would make the stupid decision to go ahead and fight Russia after, after the, uh, the Russians rolled over Berlin. They would need a clear airspace in order to challenge, in order to be able to even put forth a, a new, to lob a nuclear device into Russia. That wouldn't have happened with the air defenses. Just wouldn't have happened. So when the Americans learned about warfare after the war, if the dust settled and the war came to an end, it was former German officers, basically losers, teaching them about warfare. Right, and specifically the Blitzkrieg and all its varieties. And the Blitzkrieg is lightning war. What is it? You punch through the weakest point, and then you be, then then you overwhelm the flanks. That's basically what a Blitzkrieg is, while keeping a very fast, mobile supply chain intact. Right, a Blitzkrieg is so dependent upon a supply chain. Now, who in the world? Let me ask you a question. Who in the world? has the experience in fighting blitzkriegs. Russians. So when they saw the Kharkiv, the uh, the Kharkiv, um, or the Kurzon offensive start, right? The Kharkon offensive, the Kharkon offensive. They've been, mo- they've, folks, I told you, this is, a, this is a war done by politicians and PR idiots because they've been blabbering their mouths and advertising this, this Kurzon offensive for the, for the last several months. Ever since Blowjob went over to Ukraine, sat down with uh, Zelensky, teared up the peace process, and says, go do something. I was back in April. So since April, they've been advertising this, this, this Curzon offensive. And it took on various different names. But, you know, we know, the Russians know about it. And apart from the United States, Russia is the only other country that has real-time battlefield statistics. Pop, even better than the U.S. because they have a more networked military. Right? They have a more networked military. The U.S. Uh, military has not gotten there yet. So they can see massive troop formations of the buildup of forces that are occurring. So the way you get around a blitzkrieg, a shock and awe, because that's the only thing, and Andre Martinov says it so best, 
It's the only thing the Americans know how to do. American generals don't know anything else in the air, in the arena of forced multiplication besides mm-hmm. Blitzkrieg, Shock and Awe, Create a Kill Box. They're all flavors of the same shit, man. Okay, it's all the same flavors, right? Of the same crap. Because they're losers. They never fought a real technological period. They never fought a real country before. So these stupid tactics work on, you know, defenseless third world nations that don't have a, a well-trained military, that do not have a professional military that understands land warfare. So the way you beat a, a blitzkrieg is you pull back. You pull back, which is what we saw the Russians do. So the Kurzon offensive with the Ukrainians didn't happen where the Ukrainians were fighting like for like if you've seen the, any given Sunday with Al Pacino, we're gonna fight for every inch, right? Inch by inch, that's what we're gonna do. Inch by inch. It's a terrible Al Pacino. I'm working on. It. I'll get it eventually. It wasn't like they fought inch by inch and they fought, you know, tooth and nail to the bloody end to push the Russians out. No, the Russians just. All right, here comes the Blitzkrieg. We knew about it for weeks. Here it comes. Here comes the shock and all. Here comes creating the kill box. They're going to try to penetrate the weekend and then try to flank us. We're just going to pull out. And then they pulled out. And then the Ukrainians start celebrating. We are the champions, my friends. And the Ukrainians started celebrating. And the, and the Western media, who whose only business is to circle jerk each other with reach arounds, started celebrating. The Russian collapse. And all these loser generals. We have General so-and-so. He's a veteran of Iraq and Afghanistan. In other words, he's a loser. We have General so-and-so. He's the veteran of uh, the Vietnam conflict, Iraq, uh, uh, you know, Afghanistan. In other words, he's a triple-time loser. They get all these losers on. And all the losers come out there and they... they oh, yeah. So any time right now, we're going to have to see the collapse of Russia. It's going to happen. And then as soon as Ukraine suffered catastrophic losses, because as the Russians were pulling out, they were hitting Ukrainian forces with artillery and missile strikes, rocket strikes. Heavy, heavy losses on the Ukrainian side. Ukraine, a country that has been losing a battalion a day. In other words, 4,000 soldiers a day. So the total death toll is at this point is close to 200,000 almost. It's definitely north of 105,000 conservatively. And then as soon as they pulled out, while providing covering fire, what do they do? They hit a power plant with a caliber missile. Sending darkness. The first time ever, they're sending darkness into Ukraine. Because you got to understand the SMO, the Special Military Operation, what is it about? It is about attacking military targets, military infrastructure, putting pressure on the Kiev regime, bringing them to a negotiating table, brokering with them with sensible parties, having a a prosperous Ukraine that is at peace with Russia and that is not part of NATO. That's it. It's a win-win situation. And recognizing the independence and, and sovereignty and the right to exist for the Donbass region.
Really simple. That was it. So everything the Russians did was with kitty gloves. They, they put in their JV team. If it got too hot in the conflict, they would pull back out. But now the answer with the missile strike directly at a civilian infrastructure, now we're seeing the evolution of the special military operation, and rumor has it, and uh, this has also been cited by the Oracle of London himself, Alexander Mercurius, over at the Duran. Amazing, amazing, amazing show. And other sources that I've also talked to have stated we're witnessing the evolution of the special military operation, and it is transforming itself into an all-out operation against terrorists, a terrorist operation. Now, if you know anything about Russia, the last time they faced something similar to what Ukraine did, especially hot on the heels of the Daria Dugan bombing, where the car bombed her and killed her, assassinated her, and they did it in, 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 in you know, attacking a civilian in a civilian area that could have caused, you know, further civilian death. Now it's a mil- it, now it's a terrorist operation. Zelensky has signed his own death warrant. Before, the Russians were like, look, man, we're just going to put the pressure on you. We just want to talk to you. We just want to come to an an amicable end to this whole entire nonsense. And then the Ukrainians, thanks to Blojo, they they screwed that up. They they eviscerated the April agreement. And then we hear, you know, they start doing crazy things while, while, you know, trying to shell their own nuclear plant. And who's, who's been providing the telemetry and the coordinating and the targeting for Ukraine to go ahead and hit that nuclear power plant, the Americans. Think how sick that is. We are willing, the United States is willing to create a nuclear breach that could harm all of Europe, a Chernobyl 2.0 to whatever magnitude, to decimate the region, to bring about the most amount of loss of human life. If we are not evil, I don't know what is. The United States is providing targeting for Ukraine as a known fact. And Martinov, the incomparable Andre Martinov said it best. When you look at the movements of the, of the, uh, of the Ukrainian forces, it is an absolute carbon copy of maneuvers that are done by the United States. That's why the Russians are easily able to beat them. They faced U.S. maneuvering when they faced off against U.S advisors, quote-unquote, and contractors, quote-unquote, with the Georgian army in South Ossetia in 8-8-2008 and crushed them. And they faced U.S. maneuvering in Syria under ISIS, a.k.a. USIS. And what happened? The Russians beat the shit out of them. And then Trump had to go out there and lie, saying, it's a tremendous thing. We've beat them. I've done a fantastic job. I've uh, tremendously destroyed ISIS. I bombed the hell out of them. I want to thank our tremendous men and women. This is the reason why I took the oil. I took the oil. I didn't do it. You know, I didn't pull out. I took the oil. And I left my troops there. Everything's great. It's tremendous. I think we did a fantastic job. We defeated ISIS. No, we didn't. We were protecting ISIS. Every satellite imagery shows that. ISIS would get slaughtered by the Russians. And the Syrians and the Iranians and the and Hezbollah would slaughter ISIS. Hezbollah showed up, ISIS would turn around and run tails. 
finest guerrilla army on God's green earth. They are chomping at the bit to get a hold of some Americans to test their mettle. And all of a sudden, there goes ISIS. Where are they running to? A United States military base. Wow, who would have thought? We're supporting ISIS. Yeah, USIS. And the entire logistics, and Gilbert Novak is right, U.S. is running the the Ukraine show. It's U.S. and U.K. Logistics, targeting, coordination, financials. It's a whole thing. It's a proxy war between the unipolar world, which is London and D.C., versus the multipolar world, and they're getting their ass kicked. So now... We're, we're going to witness in the next few days, folks, the, the special military operation no longer be the special military operation. Now it's going to be a war on terror, their version of it. And the last time they did something like this was Chechnya. And as soon as Chechnya, under at that time, Vladimir Putin switched to a terrorist operation, ooh, Chechen fighters, which are known to be the most badass sons of bitches, the toughest, nastiest sons of bitches on God's green earth, broke. Now that it's a terrorist operation, the leadership of Ukraine can be decapitated. Now that it's a terrorist operation, they could bring to bear tactics, weaponry, and forces that were never, ever used before. Because before, it was a kitty glove. Let's not wreck the infrastructure. Let's not cause, uh, let's avoid as much as possible civilian casualties. And folks, let me tell you, Martin, I've said it best. The military is not there to save civilian lives. It's there to kill the enemy. So they went to great restraints in order to save human life, to prevent as much catastrophic end or destruction to the infrastructure so they can broker a peace deal, so they can exit out, rebuild the Donbass region, rebuild Donetsk, Lugansk, and exit out and not worry about NATO, but NATO can't have it that way because these people are sick. So now it's a terrorist operation. Now they can not only go after Ukrainian targets, but they can go after the very organizations and individuals who are operating on the behalf of Ukraine or that are supporting men and materiel to Ukraine. That means NATO slash American and UK assets will be targeted. There's going to be some dead Americans. There are going to be some dead British. Dead on the soils in Ukraine. Look, Russia could have taken Ukraine in about a week. They could have decapitated Ukraine's leadership within the first few hours of the entire war. They didn't do it. They keep telling you, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Let's, renego- let's negotiate. Let's talk about this. Let's not do this. Now, they're about to find out. U.S. and U.K. and all the morons that call themselves elite, who are not elite, who have never won a war in their lives. This country's never won a war. We won the Pacific Theater of World War II. That's about it. But we have never won a war. Gulf War won. That was whatever. That's a joke. Now it's on. So this early support 
this flag waving of, of waving the blue and the yellow, screaming victory. This is going to blow back in their faces. And folks, here's the thing. What they've done in this beautiful move of pulling out, allowing the blitzkrieg, the kill box to collapse on the enemy, so to speak, they pulled their forces out, causing massive, at the same time, causing massive damage and death and fatality to the Ukrainians. At the same time, hitting that power plant, putting them in blackness, and then destroying their supply chain. A large force of Ukrainian military, which was all hidden in villages and cities and, and hiding about fighting a guerrilla-style warfare, is now all of a sudden being pulled in to open field. And now the slaughter begins against the military that are the absolute masters of land warfare. Absolute masters of land warfare. You cannot match Russia on a land war. You cannot. There's not a country in the world that can hold a candle to them in land warfare. That is a fact. That is a fact. Watch how this plays out. And then, of course, Azerbaijan, as uh, Starbucks 6319 said, Azerbaijan is shelling uh, uh, Armenia. Uh, Turkey has thrown in their hat with the Azerbaijanians. Um, uh, Armenia is calling Russia for help. This is all deep state. At they're trying. They, they know they're losing. They're about to take the biggest L in the world when it comes to Ukraine. Now nah, they're trying to stretch the bear thin. It's not going to happen. They're not going to get stretched thin. Here's Russia taking on targets with, with caliber and zircon missiles, Kinzels, which supposedly they've all been ran out. They they're completely out of Kinzel and zircon missiles, but they keep folks. This is the difference between an industrial power and a speculative power. The speculative power, its power is in the paper. There's, you run out of paper or your paper buys less things, you're screwed. An industrial power will always win a war. Always. That's what's going to happen. The markets, it's going to be very interesting this month. I think I'm going to say the market news for Thursday when I got Cowboy on, and we'll, we'll, we'll run through some deep market stuff on Thursday, so get ready for that. And we're pretty much at the end of the show. Listen, we got Matthew Aird coming up at 2 p.m. He's going to be covering, uh, running and gunning, covering a lot of ground on uh, the markets. Uh, I'm sorry, on what's going on globally uh, today at 2 p.m., so make sure you stay tuned right here, roguenews.com. Thank you all for listening in. This is The Gorilla, and I'm out. <laughs>